Podcast a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The Force was unleashed on several unsuspecting NXT talents as they were released from their contracts. Could some more be on the way? Plus, we preview WrestleMania Backlash, unfortunately. And can WWE pull up more stadium shows? We all know you're force choked up with the excitement today because it's an interstellar edition of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio, and it starts right now. God damn, Ricky, they just get better and better, man. It's the force choking for me. <laughs> no comment, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, So, uh, Kay Murphy, did you stretch after last week? So, in a turn in a turn of events, I did not have company that evening. What? I went to sleep. Wow. No, we know that. I, how is how is how is rest of it? Yeah. Restful. I went to sleep. And Dude, I woke up before I am. Nothing's better than the good night's sleep. Although that thunderstorm on a Monday, I don't know if you guys got it, but we got a oh thunderstorm at 6 a.m. on a Monday. I was working during it. Oof. Yeah, like, my house was shaking. I was on a chat, and all of a sudden, fucking, there's a bright light in my room, and it's fucking thundering violently. I loved it. Yeah, good thing I love about these is I did not get any of that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 291. Nine episodes away from 300. We should probably start planning that. Um, oh, I am your, yeah, I am your host, King Ricky Rose, alongside Willie T and Darth Vader themselves, the K. Murphy. It is May the 4th, so let me be the last person to say, as you're going to hear, it's probably on Single de Mayo or Revenge of the Six, but May the 4th be with you. We have an interstellar galactic edition of this podcast where we're going to talk about things that we all want to talk about, like the fact that WWE named the show <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash. So, before we get to any and all of those things, I know, yeah, people lost their jobs, too. Uh, Will Tarasak, how are you? I, I, didn't lose, I didn't lose my job. Don't tell anyone. I said people lost their oh. job, not you. <laughs> Thank God. Tays and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K with a W-I-L-L in the front. I'm good, man. I'm hanging in there. You know, New Jersey's had a ban of plastic bags and grocery stores, and I'm fucking mad about it. Welcome. Where have you been? No, like, so yeah. like they, they, had, they had a plastic ban on previously, but... Now they just think you can't, they can't even provide them or sell them, but they did have them previously, but you could still like sell them. I don't know, it was weird, but they just put it in like another one into effect. Oh, so it's some bullshit. Weird. Hopefully, really you is. got enough tote bags. I, well, I, I don't. Actually, I, I do. Fucking love I do, tote actually. Bags. I do. <laughs> you got to get a collection, man. It's great now. You know, it's wild. And like, this is, I don't know if this is symptomatic of me being like 30 or me like being a resident of New York City, but like, when I look at like band merch and stuff now, I'm looking at the tote bags before I'm looking at the shirts. It's in New York. That's you being a resident of New York City. Like on Long Island. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> it makes you feel better, Kay. You are still part of New York City, so you do have that on New York City. Because New York City would be like, oh, Queens and Brooklyn are part of New York City, but no, you are. Mm-hmm. So be happy with those extra taxes you have to pay for the city. I have to pay those yeah. taxes too. Isn't it bullshit? I live mm. in New Jersey. You, 
Wait, you have to pay New York City taxes I, in New Jersey? I, I, oh, work, work, in the I work in New York City. From well, home, I was going to say, so he, has to pay, but, uh, so he has to pay, but it's, yeah, because his work site is in the city. Isn't that fucked up? So I, I, work, I work in New Jersey. I, I work in New York from home in New Jersey. It's like the, you're like the Jets and the Giants. And, and I pay, and I pay <laughs> New York City taxes, and I can't vote. In New York City. In New yes. York City. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I want to vote in New York City. Like, if you're going to tax me, I want to vote in New York City. Reasonable, reasonable request. Yeah. I mean, New York City is just take that part of Jersey anyway. It's like, it's pretty much New York. It's pretty much a second New York anyway. Yeah, so. Hoboken. My, well, Ho- I just call it Hoboken better Brooklyn. That's just, it just it is what it is. <laughs> Smaller Brooklyn. Better Brooklyn. It's just way better Brooklyn. Because it's, it's small. It's only a square mile. Square mile, pure, amazing. <laughs> great I love place it. to walk. I love it so much. It is a great place to walk. I walk everywhere. Yeah, so, I uh, so obviously this is made of war. We've all been watching Star Wars all day. This is the first time I have not had Star Wars on any of my screens I've been working uh, today. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I've been working and watching Star Wars on the low, so it's great. Like, we went through, I started, I woke up, Return of a Jedi was on, so they've been going in chronological order. Um, and I, before the show started, it was uh, episode nine. Um, Rise of Skywalker was just ending. So I'm also going through it chronologically, but I've kind of skipped for the sole purpose that. <laughs> and you're not going chronologically. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I started out right. So I watched Phantom Menace two days ago. I watched Attack of the Clones yesterday. Mm-hmm. And. While I should have watched Revenge of the Sith, I want to yeah. watch that tomorrow because it's Revenge of the Fifth. Revenge of the okay. Six. Yeah, Revenge of the Six is it's after Single Mayo and it's The Hangover. Yeah, Revenge of the Six. That's so great. That's, that's uh, fucking great. I love it. I lo- also love how the Yankees have a homestand on Star Wars weekend. That's exciting. Yeah. Why? That's how schedule played is- out. Yeah. yeah, and that's also how Yankees love Star Wars Dude, teams. I've been seeing the ads all of my Instagram. The first eighteen thousand fans get like a Yoda bobblehead. And yes, I'm like, damn I did it, see my, that. my friend's getting married, Chris. I'm sorry, I, I gotta go get this bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you for the second marriage. Why are the wait, are we getting the young bucks and the hardies again? You know, it's really funny because, like, since your hair's already up, like, you just see kind of the back of your neck case since you're an invader mask. So you look like yeah. half. Oh, it's not even the back of your neck. It's just your your pale-ass headphones. So it looks yeah, like. pink. Yeah, you look like Vader before and after the mask is revealed, depending on if you turn your head or not. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. I your do have that Funko. You're hitting Vader from all angles right now. Uh, but first and foremost, let's get into uh, what we really wanted to talk about, which is that we all know this happens every Boy. year. <laughs> Jesus Christ, okay. Uh, we all know this happens every year, uh, a little bit after WrestleMania. But this time, the releases were only relegated to NXT talent. So let's go to the talent that got released uh, as of last week. First and foremost, Dakota Kai release outright from her contract. Uh, Harlan, Baby Brock, the one that everybody thought that they had big plans for, and also Joe Gacy's henchman, was released as well. Really? From his contract, yes. That's Ma- 
That is very surprising. Malcolm Bibbins, uh, one of the formerly known or probably going back to Stokely Hathaway, who actually has a comedy show lined up in New York City this Friday. Uh, his his case is interesting. Even though he was released, he was actually offered a contract extension, but declined it back in February. And so his contract has expired and he has been released. Persia Parada, not Indy, but the other one who was with uh, Duke Hudson, also released from her contract. And speaking of index, Dexter Loomis also released from his contract. And also what came out earlier this week before we recorded, Roderick Strong has asked for a release from his contract that they have not granted him just yet. So of all the people that were released, well, who's the most shocking? Dude, Dexter, dude. Dexter Loomis, they were high on him. Um, that and Malcolm Bivens, but that's not fault. I love of me any, some Malcolm. That's Bivens. not fault of anybody. You know, he yeah. just didn't want to come back, so that's fine. Roddy, I want to throw Grant Roddy his release. Um, but other than that, no. yeah, Dexter Loomis. I thought Dexter. I, mean, well, I can't see Dexter working on the main roster. But I was still the surprised rumor, they released him. Yeah, the rumor is that um, Roddy still ties into, I guess, whatever I need to do for storyline, and so that's why they don't want to release him just yet. Oh, see, I don't think they want to release him because he can just go to fucking AEW and become part of the Undisputed Elite with the rest of them. Without that, without that fucking smorgasbord of shit. Um, he probably supposed to be with his wife. Marina's uh, over there now, right? Yeah, she is over there. Yeah. She debuted a few weeks ago. Good for her. Um, the next one is kind of surprising, although he had the greatest send-off ever. Um, he was on he, the day of his release, he was on Twitter. And he posted a video. He tagged Vince, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. And it's him in his garage. And it's him painting a fresh portrait of Vince McMahon sitting with a dinosaur head in the background. And he turns to the camera and gives a... He turns back to the camera and gives a thumbs up. And that's the whole video. That's pretty funny. And that's his last (laughs) moment in that WWE. Yeah, that's his send-off. Wow. I was like, brilliant. Which I, I like to see that he has like no hard feelings and he's sticking with the he's sticking with the gimmick. I think it was it would have been, I, I feel like they probably thought it was a little hard for Dexter to probably um get over with the main roster crowd because how do you do it when you don't speak? But look at Oscar and Shinsuke. And your character's also a uh, like a stalker. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, right? Not very advertiser friendly. <laughs> like I, I can see the execs. Yeah. I could see Nick Khan as being. No. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I hate to be like the send them to AEW kind of dude, but like a character like Dexter would be better suited like in AEW. Like he could fuck around with like Dan Hazen. I was gonna say him and Orange Cassidy. Or two Orange guys Cassidy. who do, two guys who don't really speak put on a banger of a match. Yeah, I haven't seen Orange Cassidy on TV in a long time. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, what's disappointing to me, especially by how she was so hyped. Uh, Dakota Kai getting released. And when I think about it a lot, Kay, it's like when she turned that Survivor Series several years ago, she never got over that high. Like, that was the peak. I was so sure she would go to SmackDown. You know what it was? She was, she, she turned on Tegan. Tegan got injured. She got injured. Like it was like it was two people who were supposed to have a pretty much essentially a chopping gargano feud and they both couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was never a big fan of Dakota Kai anyway. 
I just mm. never got it. And, you know, she never won the big one. Uh, yeah, she was just I always just like, they would just push her and then change their mind. They'd push her yeah. and then change their mind. Yeah. Yeah, and then Persia kind of never, really never got going and then got rid of Dexter. It was really funny on NXT. I will say this, is that... um so it's Indy Hartwell that's left and Duke Hudson who was dating Persia, like on in Fame. So they had this backstage segment where they're both kind of sobbing in the locker room and they both look at each other because <laughs> they're both sad because they lost their significant others. And then they look like they're about to both go in, do like emotional trauma and kiss each other. Then they back were like, ew, no, fuck no, get out of here. I would never. And that's <laughs> and that was the end of the segment. It was pretty good. Shout out to NXT. NXT is putting on some fun stuff these days. Um, but what was the releases? Is there any more that might come from this? Yeah, I don't think they're done. It, How much do I bet they release Butch? You know, whole, that's where is Butch? Where is Butch? They just release him. The world may never know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm I'm surprised they they got rid of Harlan, aka Parker Burdell. Yeah, that's maybe, maybe he just just couldn't maybe he just couldn't get it. You know, maybe he didn't get along with people backstage. Maybe he had an attitude problem. It could be anything. Yeah, it, it really could be anything. And there was also several other talents that were released, but they were talents that were in the PC but never made it to TV. Yeah, it's about four other talents. Not that- Tino Sabatelli. <laughs> you mean Mr. Mandy Rose, I believe his name is? Damn lucky man. Mm-hmm. Oh fucking Tino Sabatelli. But yeah, good luck to all these people. Maybe Roddy Strong will get his release, but who knows what happened. Maybe it'll come to some sort of agreement. But like I said, who knows? But moving along, uh, adrenaline in my soul, Mr. Cody Rhodes, who's going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin's guest on the Broken Skull Sessions this I week. I can't wait. I am oh very God, excited about stop. it. I'm very excited about it. He, he also is a big Star Wars fan. Ironically, he was on. Um, he was on. I think he was on Corey um, Graves' show, and he talks about the Winged Eagle belt and what he would do if he won the, the the world title in WWE. And he's quoted as saying, it really would be something to achieve the ultimate industry dream and then perhaps give it a fresh coat of paint with the Winged Eagle title. So, Kane Murphy, what are your thoughts of Cody Rhodes bringing back the Winged Eagle? I'm fucking here for it. It's one of the most beautiful titles in all of wrestling history. Like, I would love to see it come back. Now, are we talking original Winged Eagle, or are we talking like Attitude because, Era Winged I mean, Eagle? Because, I mean, the Uwu title has Attitude a shitty name. At least give it a pretty belt. The what title? The Uwu title. What the hell's the Uwu title? The Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Uwu. Undisputed WWE Universals. Oh, okay. It is, it is a mouthful. It is a lot. It is a lot. I, I, hope, I hope Cody has run this idea by Vince first because I don't think he's going to do it. Well, he didn't Could run you the imagine? I, he didn't run the idea when he switched the Intercontinental title by Vince. He just up and did it. Oh. Yes. Decision. Like when he brought back the white Intercontinental title, that was, that's a total Cody's design. You got to get a pool of that for Vince, though. Definitely. Not necessarily. The Rock chain. The Rock got the Brahma Bull title without Vince's approval, and they just ran with it. I, are you? How do you know that? Are you sure? 
Mm-hmm. I don't think v- anything happens in that company without Vince. I don't think you can go to the bathroom without Vince giving his say so. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard holds up his hand and goes, Mr. McMahon, I need a potty. Here, take a whole pass. Yes, I got to take the walking stick. Oh Shane my McMahon God. monitors the halls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, w- I would love for them to bring his title back. Uh, Andrew Zarian had the best idea. Like, he says it Which all the time. Which version of it, though? Which version? Because I don't like... The one Stone Cold had. So the original one from 13? Yeah. No, no, no. That's the, one, no the, the, one, the, one, the one the next night that Vince, that Vince brought out for Stone Cold. The, the, the Attitude Era one was yes. a little bit more rounded. Yeah, it's a little more rounded. Yeah, that's the one I have. It's a beautiful belt. Yeah. But I think I think they should bring back the old titles when they do uh, the, the Retro Night. Like Raw Rewind, whatever the hell it's called, the Attitude oh, Era Night, uh, whatever. Retro, retro, raw, retro raw, or some Yeah, that's what, yeah, like that, that. That's what that was Zarian's pitch. Uh, just like for anytime they have a Retro Raw, just bring back the old titles. Because retro, retro Raw doesn't really do anything anymore. It's just they change the <laughs> graphics. Ooh. No, we also changed the, um, they changed the ring ropes. They changed the ring ropes, but that's it. They, they, still, they still have all the LED. Like, mm-hmm. change, like, change everything. Well, no, sometimes they change the, uh, sometimes they change the stage. That was the, that was, that wasn't all the time. But. In the past few years, it's been lame. Yeah. What other belt would you like to see come back? I mean, for me, I want to see the European title come I'm back. I'm going to say it again. Do the big gold belt and give it to the women. I'm going to keep saying that yeah. until it happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I, it's, it, here's what I think they're doing with the uh, Undisputed Universal World Heavyweight Championship, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the Ubu title or whatever shit. I don't think they're actually combining the titles. Like, I think it's unification just for the sake of the match, but I think at some point they will split them back up again. I don't know, man. I don't think they know. That's why I think they haven't debuted a new title because something like if you think about how big they made Roman and Brock, yeah, no, I agree. I, I see you're going with this. Yeah, I agree with you. Actually. That they would have said, "Oh, we're gonna like not only is gonna be the biggest WrestleMania match, the biggest hype, the most hype WrestleMania match of all time. We're gonna up the ante and boom, new fucking belt." I mean, Orton and Brian yeah. carried on both for a while, and Cena they did. They did, and Brock did too. Yeah, so like, yeah, they, they the dual the dual belts thing. It's a great look, right? It's a it's a yeah. great look for TV. Yeah, so it's, it, it's it a, could it could just be that simple. Whereas, like, you know, we like we don't need a, we don't need a new create a new title, make one belt, just have them carry around two. It looks good. Although the one time we did unify, I mean, it did the uh, what is it? The undisputed. The undisputed title does not get as much credit as it should. And like the Rock was that the one the Rock debuted, and then like a month later they changed it again because the logo changed. <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. You're thinking of the World Heavyweight, uh, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. That's the, that's the, because The Rock won it, and it was the, it was kind of like the, the, like, the, kind of the chalkboard kind of WWE logo. Yeah. And then they went, and then they changed to the, then they changed to the current logo until The Rock had to switch out the belt. Rock had yeah. the belt, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, so now, I'm talking about the undisputed one that, like, Hogan won when his, in his final run. Oh, and that one. Oh, I think, I think the, the, the little one. It's not little. It's it looks. It looks like a, it looks like a VHS tape. That's why I always look like a VHS like the back of a VHS tape. When you see it in person, it's actually a lot, uh, a lot better looking. I don't like so, that one. It's not a fan of it. Neither was I. But the more I see, the more I'm like, yeah, this this belt deserves a little bit more respect. Dude, I'm a sucker for the spinner belt. I don't know what it is. I hate the spinner so much. I hate that it spins. <laughs> I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But I like I like the design. 
of the spinner belt without the spinning. I think they were saying they used to put a lock on it for a little where you can stop it from spinning. Yeah. Like a stopper. The only spinner belt design that I actually enjoyed, welcome back, Vader, is um is Edges. The rated R. The rated R. Angela. Yeah. I was like, that's a cool little rendition of it. Yeah, dude, the, the, the spinner belt has had so much gold on it. It looked expensive. And it, it looked was heavy. so gaudy. <laughs> like, it just, it, just, it just looked so expensive. It might be the heaviest belt that they've ever made. Yeah, it, it looked, like, legitimate. It it's kinda, so it was, thick. It kind of looked like a boxing title, a little bit. Boxing titles are thinner. I know they're super thin, but it, 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 yeah. reminded, me, it reminded me of a boxing title. I can see, I can see that. Like, glitzing, it had glitz and glam. Had class. Mm-hmm. It, it did. It did. The spinner was trashy. Ow. I'll grant you that. <laughs> it was very trashy. But like in 08, 09, 2010, 2011, that segment, that, that the scene about. Like what was that? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was trashy in like a great 2000s way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the Ed Hardy of belts. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Moving along. Uh, news coming out from Matt Men Podcast and Andrew Zarian specifically, which is something that came out a little bit after our show last week, but it felt uh, it was very important that a lot of people have covered it, and we're going to cover it here. Uh, so Andrew Zarian reports, uh, a source over at WWE mentioned that WWE intends to run more stadium shows moving forward in 2023. Just for reference, this year in 2022, WWE has eight stadium events. That also includes the UK event, which is which is on now called what is the Clash at the Castle. Is what yes. it's going to be named. Uh, the goal is to make this the new norm. This is a Nick Khan approach when it comes to premium live events. Andrew Zarian continues in a, in a follow-up tweet to say, with scalability of large stadiums is very beneficial when it comes to having live attendance over 15,000. This is where the important part comes in. That even that even, the event doesn't have to sell out um, <laughs> like 50K plus or more, but now you have room to do 20 to 35,000 people shows more often leading to a much higher revenue and higher level of excitement for the event. Now, Will, I know you commented a lot on this when I when I showed you this tweet, but can you reiterate what you what you told me? I don't remember. What did I tell you? Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up right now because I keep the receipts. Um... You mentioned really briefly this is Nick Khan on the offensive. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it's like it's like, oh AEW, you're gonna do this like forbidden door bullshit or you're gonna start making waves? Yeah, we're just gonna just do more stadium shows. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like we're they they're they're just going full glitz and glam and just we're just gonna show you how big our dick really is and just show you what we can really do. Um it's exciting. And then also, Zary made an, another a further point on the Mattman podcast, saying like, you know, arenas are smaller nowadays. Yes. So they can't mm-hmm. really do bigger events. So it's like it's going to be similar sizes to, um, like arena shows of old, where you could fit like fifteen, seventeen, twenty thousand people in an arena. You just can't yeah. really do that anymore because they go for you know bigger, bigger causeways, more food, better sound, like the, you know the Coliseum, luxury seats, luxury suites, yeah, more, more boxes, you know, stuff like that. So. Like arenas nowadays are more built for profit than they are for fan size. Yeah. So these stadiums, it's just they can have a bigger audience without having like a WrestleMania type crowd. 
Exactly. And if you think of when they do their TV, the TV are usually in arenas that are usually holding football, that are usually holding basketball yeah. or hockey if you're getting lucky. And those and the NHL, NBA, all of that, they have specific standards for the sizes of their arenas. You know, you're talking like maybe fifteen to eighteen thousand. You know, per, per, we'll, we'll give, say 15,000 18,000. With an arena that already holds at a base maybe 65,000 people, like they said, you don't have to sell out. You just have to go over 15,000, which for most WWE events and most pay-per-views, if it's marketed correctly, that's a very easy goal. Also, the fact that it is going to be in or they're going to do more stadium shows. Stadium shows for the average consumer, since there's so many fucking seats, usually going to be cheaper. That's also for, true. Tickets going to yeah. be more yeah. affordable. Let's go. Let's go tickets, looking at it. Tickets are going to be cheaper. More people are going to show up. So kids, and, people are more likely to take their kids, and kids love merchandise. Yeah, and yeah. kids love going to big stadiums. You can do a lot more stuff with it, and the, there's so much profit to be made at a stadium event because it's hard to sell out <laughs> a stadium. For for premium live events, like obviously WrestleMania is going to sell out for Stadium event. The Royal Rumble is going to do it. Money in the Bank is going to do it, and even the Money in the Bank at Allegiant Stadium are not using the entire arena. Yeah, yeah not the full stadium. So I think that they cut it in half. It's about half. It's about half. And still. it looked I great. The, it lo- it yeah, looked and, so and it looked full. Like the WWE knows how to shoot a building to look like there's more people than there really are there. Yeah, they're very good at that. So this is just, this is just a straight business. Like an, it's an investment. And it's a great yeah. investment. I'm it's all for it, man. I love stadium shows. I love stadium shows. I want to go to see because uh, it's like stadium shows. It also means I get to explore more stadium food. Because yes. well, I know you want me on. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll drop more money on stadium food than I will my own my own, my own wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's a win-win for everybody. Obviously, WWE gets profit. And these stadiums, who a lot of these state, a lot of football stadiums are dormant. Three quarter, three quarters of a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now get now get extra profit and revenue. It's a win win for everybody involved. Yeah. Right. You know, and so so it's good. So more power to more stadium shows, and this will help me probably take a lot of stadiums off of my bucket list. Like, could you imagine them going to like even during like the summer months now, like Money in the Bank at like City Field? That, oh hell yeah! That, I mean, that would be amazing, but that'd be really hard to do because with a baseball schedule, yeah, the baseball schedule, it's just next one possible. But you can work it out potentially. Yeah, like, 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 the thing is, like, it all like how when is when is the baseball schedule typically released? I don't. I but you'd know more of me because I don't know. I I don't. I have no idea. I'd probably say sometime in the winter. Yeah, like I'd probably say like around around January, February, mm-hmm. like like hot stove talks, like trade talks. Yeah. Um, so it depends, you know, when the WWE does all their bookings, how far out they do it, and if it can coincide with. They could just schedule their times for the, those stadiums at different times of the year. WWE need yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. So I selfishly, considering of where I live, I need them to do it at fucking City Field so bad. Dude, I would love that's, Fenway Park and watching wrestling from the Green Monster. Literally. Do you know do you know like, how much they would they would freaking like design up the Green Monster too? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a giant LED board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. With all these stadiums, there are so many unconquered stadiums that WWE can use now if they want to go with more stadium shows. And Dude, a lot of them are gonna be baseball stadiums. That that uh that new soccer stadium they're putting in Nashville. 
Yeah, all the soccer stadiums in general. Big cast is on AEW. Hmm? Big cast, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Do not start. Don't start. Can't teach that. Yeah, and there's something to be said about stadium shows too. Like, I feel like I enjoy myself more at stadium shows. Sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so more, more power to that. More stadium shows. I'm, I'm all for it, especially if it goes gets me to more arenas in general. And I'd love to see how creative they get. Those only stadiums they probably will not touch is college football stadiums. Even though we are the biggest stadiums around, the only reason that they probably will not touch them is that a lot of college football stadiums, a majority of their seats are bleacher style. That's yeah. Okay, that's why. They, that makes more sense then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, watching wrestling on a bleacher? <laughs> no. Fuck no. all that noise. <laughs> like, I would love for the life of me for them to do, like, SummerSlam or something in the big house in Michigan, the largest stadium in the fucking America. Yeah, like, I was, I was always thinking, killer. why don't they do that? But you just answered it for me, bleachers. Yeah, I, It's all bleachers, dude. It's the worst. And I don't think wrestling, college football can pull it off because those people are fucking dedicated. It's a school. We are not a dedicated, we are dedicated to uh, an extent. I'm dedicated yeah. to a chair. All right. <laughs> yeah. A back. If, co- if college football, if modern college football stadiums change all of their stuff to like actual seats, which would be a total change. Of I mean, which they can, they can, fucking, they can afford it. Don't tell me they oh, can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, they can, <laughs> but they've, they been, they've been using their, they've been using their players as indented servants for the past like 50, hundred years. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust me. <laughs> I know. Um, cause that would be cool. Cause I would love to see them do just like a whole bunch of campus tours. Yeah. Cause they'd kill. Dude, they'd all have nitro something. parties. It'd be amazing. <laughs> nitro parties. <laughs> Bring back the nitro girls. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pizza and wings and soda and shit. Oh my god, that would be that would be absolutely freaking fantastic. But let's move on, folks. Um, even though there are more stadium shows uh, incoming, what's not going to be a stadium show is WWE WrestleMania Backlash. Yay! Oh. Um, AKA all the great matches that you saw at WrestleMania, we're just going to do them again and make you believe that just the first time that you're actually watching this. Uh, so there's a, there's not that actually many matches that have been announced so far. I think there's only six That's on the lot. card. That's like a full card. <laughs> well, I'm okay with this being... Oh, no waivers. I'm so jealous. Um, oh, Bobby Slam, so excited. <laughs> I'm... I'm 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 okay with it being not that heavy of a card because it's WrestleMania back. This is a B show, a C show, essentially. It's just, it's, um, it's a quota filler. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's also, I think it's in Rhode Island. There's some. I think it's in Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, but the uh, Dunkin' Donuts Center or some shit like that. Uh, so let's start with what is presumably the main event and kind of a disappointing turn. Mm-hmm. We. <laughs> The tag team unification matches no more, and it has now turned into a six-man tag, which I think we lost Kay Murphy. Yeah, they're gonna do it and it cut out. Yeah, God damn gone. it, Eddie Kingston. Damn it, Kay. Um, it's not even Invader face either. Uh, so we have the Bloodline, uh, Roman Reigns, who uh, the and the Usos uh, versus RK Bro, the Raw Tag Team Champions, and a really bored Drew McIntyre. 
This is your main event. Such a bummer. A, it is a very, it is it's a bummer. Such a bummer. I, you know, I was expecting a lot from the uses at RK Pro. They built it up really well. And then Roman and Drew had to put themselves in it. Here's, although I will tell you this, because I know I've, regardless, regardless of what happens, or if my prediction comes true or not, the bloodline's winning. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty simple. Here's what I think happened backstage, and I don't have any, um, I don't have any. I don't have any actual knowledge. But here's my thought of what happened. Marina Conundrum. Who's so in WWE? Well, and almost in all of wrestling, who is the biggest name? Roman Reigns, right? Absolutely. He holds your. He holds the two biggest titles in all of, in the two biggest titles uh, in your company. Mm-hmm. But he's not on the show because he's injured. You know, because he's got the really bad arm from the Rainia match with Brock. The only problem is, how do you hold a pay-per-view or a premium live event and not have your biggest star on it? You know, and that, that's the problem. You want him on it, but he's injured, so he can't really defend the titles or do anything because he's injured. Like, he can probably take some bumps, but you don't want to have him take too many bumps because he's still legit injured, so you got to find a way to protect him. And what do you do when someone is maybe hurt or you want to protect them? You put him in a tag team. You throw him in a tag. Especially Roman a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. Where Roman doesn't have to do any of the work, but he'll take the pin, and you've solved your own issue. Essentially, you have your you have your your you have your face of the company in a main event spot on a show, which will help sell last-minute tickets. And and but the only issue is it's at the it's at the um. So to be hassled, we were getting a tag team unification. So here's what I think is going to happen, but they have not announced yet, and they didn't announce it on Raw, which I was hoping they would do, but they might do it on SmackDown. I think they're going to turn this into a winner-takes-all match where Roman's titles and the tag titles are all, all the all the titles are on the line. They have to. They have to do that to make anyone care. Because Drew's not going to face Roman in a six-man tag if he doesn't get something out of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why is Drew... Then why the fuck is Drew there? So my prediction is that they're trying to make this... Trying to make WrestleMania Backlash main event something worth watching. Um, and they're going to put all four titles on the line. The Universal, the World Title, RWE Championship, the Raw Tags, and the SmackDown Tags. That's something worth talking about. The bloodline still wins. Yeah, talk about booking yourself out of a jam right there. I think that's smart. Yeah, I hope that's, that's, what, I, that's what I would do as well. Yeah, like I hope that's what they do. Because I think the end goal of this is at the end, you're going to see Roman and the Usos holding up six fucking titles in the air. Mm-hmm. Which is a great visual. Book. Yeah. On a nothing pay-per-view, which is the best a, part about it. Yeah, on a nothing pay-per-view. We, we need to get K back in here. Through this guy, nothing. Okay, let's. This paper you don't mean shit. Yeah, it, it it really doesn't. Like you could just be like, take out the back. Let's just, just watch WrestleMania. Just watch WrestleMania. Yeah, dude. Well, you know what? They should just call it last year's <laughs> WrestleMania. Just play that instead. It's WrestleMania backlash should just be all of the all of WrestleMania matches from like <laughs> from their edits. <laughs> yeah, backlash isn't even that like bad of a name. Like, why are they calling it WrestleMania backlash? 
My, I know my thought last year was that they're just trying to market off the WrestleMania name more, but you don't need to. Yeah, just jerk it off. You had two days of it and like $2 billion, yeah. all right? You don't, <laughs> it's at your balls are empty. All right, come back tomorrow. Go <laughs> rejoice. Yeah. Yeah, Backlash. I love the name Backlash itself. I thought it was great. Yeah, if it, you know? Yeah, it's it's the revenge. It's the revenge pay per view. It's the backlash from the whiplash. Exactly. So, Bloodline wins. Hopefully, it's a unification for everything. We'll see what happens. Next up, we have the most um, the most underwhelming women's title matchup probably in history. Uh, Charlotte putting her SmackDown Women's Title line against Ronda in what is now going to be an I Quit match. Yeah, dude, huh. I still can't believe that Ronda Rousey is just so bad. Like this she's, feud is really bad. She's like hard to watch, which is crazy because her first run was incredible. Yeah. It's like she did, it's like, she, talk about a sophomore slump. She had a Hall of Fame run in a year. Yeah, legitimately. Yeah. And she made event WrestleMania legitimately and she deserved it. Fight me on that. I'll fight anyone on it. But now it's just like, yo, you need to go to NXT, man. Which unfortunately will never happen, but she does need to just work in the PC. You need to hit that PC again because your matches were your match the match was okay. But like your presence is gone. Your promos are abysmal. And you can't even like tap out Joe Gulak correctly. That's the only thing that's saving this for me is that I love Drew Gulak. Oh, and he's I hope, great. <laughs> I hope he keeps his job doing whatever they tell him to do. He's funny. And Charlotte's trying, dude. Charlotte's trying to carry her through this program. But even Charlotte's promos, they're kind of boring. Because like, you've heard it before. Yeah, it's just her cadence. Like, I, I am annoyed by how Charlotte cuts <laughs> her promos. <laughs> And she talks like this. You've got the head movement in there too, which is really good. Yeah, it's just like, Charlotte, I'm not booing you because I don't like you. I'm booing you because you're fucking obnoxious. It's just, it's, it's, she's just, she's too over the, I think she's too over the top. And I I don't think her promos are that great. No. Like if you're putting on the Bret Hart scale, she's probably like a 20, 20, 25 or 26. And it's, it's, um, you know, there's a time for her to be loud and, like, she can overpower the crowd, but she doesn't need to because, like, her presence already, like, gives a bad taste in people's mouths, and so she's kind of play off that. I was fixing my bra! Oh! Yeah, no, that boob was all the way out of Mania. Yeah, dude, because them T-O-B's are nice and fake. Rhonda, you just can't admit that I am better than you! <laughs> Oh my god! It just—it's just, it's just an, it is like Charlotte. Shut the fuck up! All right, you don't get that. <laughs> the best thing that could happen from this match is if they did an I Quit style match from uh, that The Rock and Foley did. It will not happen. Who gets handcuffed and bashed over the head eighteen? Whose audio? Whose whose audio do they do for I Quit? Oh, you're thinking that? That's the finish yeah. they do. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the whole like headshots to the face and handcuffs oh, thing. I mean, no, no, I did mean the whole thing, but I also okay, I just I was gonna say, it can't be Charlotte because her plastic face would just break in half. <laughs> so it has to be Rhonda. At least she's not she, made of plastic. She, she looks like Harvey Dent. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> He's not sorry. 
Not yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe that should, maybe that should be Charlotte's character evolution. She gets her have her face burn, and she starts flipping a two sided coin <laughs> for all of her matches. She flips the coin. And she give me a head. She's a bitch. Tell her she's a mega bitch. <laughs> exactly. Well, who um, wins this? I, I, I'm assuming Rhonda. But I don't. I guess I don't know. I, I I can't see. I I mean, don't get me wrong. Heels never win. I quit matches. Find me one. No. I don't, I can't. I can't That's find you one. I quit match. The babyface. Well, except for except for everyone uh, where the Rock beat him. The Rock beat mankind. The Rock was a heel. That's true. Well, okay. So ever since but then, ever since then, like we can't do that shit again. <laughs> so here's what I, here's what I want to have. I want them to like use a dubbed audio, but it's not like Charlotte. It's like Drew Gulak. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, they, they just use Mick Foley's from '99. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah, I, I guess Rob. I think it's the question is who does Fox want more? It's a great question. I would say I would say Charlotte to be honest, because Charlotte's in ring work. Don't get me wrong; is still a ten. Yeah, she's a ten there. She's like a ten on the look, and she's probably about a six on the mic. Yeah, but you can make an argument for Ronda too, just based on her cross, like her. She has pop culture appeal. Yeah, I think Ronda should stay on Fox. I do. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Charlotte can go. I, think they, I honestly think they really should unify all the titles and just bounce them. All the champions go on both shows. I remember that argument. I like it. I like the argument. To be honest with you, I think it just makes um, the most sense. I think I also think it would generate the most cash. Yeah, I think your world champions go on both shows. Your mid carders stay. So like your IC can be specific too. Yeah, I, I think IC and US can be specific. I, de- yeah. I definitely think it can be specific, and it, it like it, it lets you highlight the mid card. It highlights the mid-card titles more because the champion can be on another show at any point. Yeah, dude, you need less titles. And fucking ditch those women tag titles. They're awful. I hate the, women, uh, the women's tag. And Shasa Banks is just on TV, and she loves shaking her hips. That's all she yeah. The past, like, six weeks of television has been Sasha shaking her hips. Fuck, complaining. <laughs> I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> Sasha and Naomi. Mm. Listen, dude, they're trying, but I, I guess, I mean... I'm going to say Ronda wins. I'm going to say Ronda as well. You know, because they still want to make Ronda look strong. They might have plans for Ronda. And if Ronda does have the have titles, you don't necessarily need Charlotte to keep carrying her through good matches because you also have Sasa who's on there. I mean, don't get me wrong, well. dude. We Summer's coming, and we need a hot summer feud. And Bianca Charlotte sounds like a phenomenal SummerSlam match. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the Bianca Charlotte sounds like a great SummerSlam match. And then I would love to see Sasha Ronda as a SummerSlam match. They did fight at Royal Rumble uh, during during yeah. Ronda's first no, round. I, I 100% agree. Oh, hell, even a Ronda Bailey. I think that also would work as well, too. I mean, Bailey's going to carry the fuck out of Ronda on the mic work, but Bailey can do that. She's a great She's a great heel, which is very weird to say, but she is a great heel. Yeah, Bailey. I can't wait till I can't wait till Bailey comes back. Like I cannot wait. I hope she comes back as a hugger. 
and then immediately before she even <laughs> says anything, just destroys the Bailey buddies again. Just does the turn all over again. Imagine if she's like a hugger, like she, here's what I want to happen. She comes back as hugger Bailey. And then she's like hugging everybody in the crowd. She goes to give Michael Cole a hug and then she just annihilates Cole. Just beats the fuck out of him. <laughs> the, crowd cheers, the, crowd, the crowd cheers even harder. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. <laughs> Well, it would just it would go full circle for when she hated him during the uh, during the pandemics. No, dude, she just needs to backhand Izzy. That's all she needs to do. Izzy's not even I a think, slap, a backhand. Izzy's almost becoming like is going to be able to get a contract in like three years. I mean, Izzy still needs to graduate high school. All right, Izzy's like fifteen. I said, yeah, I said yeah, in like in three years, years. she's going to be able to get a contract. Yeah, yeah. and I think, dude, the- people are gonna well, the marks are gonna boo her out of the building. <laughs> because they're fucking jealous. <laughs> it's just a shame. I like, love if you're it. a Mark and you hate Izzy, you're just jealous, and you can say it. I'll say it. I'm Seriously. jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous of Izzy. I'll I'll say it. <laughs> I yeah. love my life. <laughs> Her life just happens to be a lot better. She yeah. probably has a blue check on yeah, Twitter. It right? It's better. <laughs> it <Yeah>. is better. <laughs> <laughs> she might even have a blue check on Twitter yet. I don't know. I'd have to actually double check that. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, Ronda wins, and we'll see what happens with Charlotte, because Charlotte might move shows. Charlotte needs a change of scenery, to be honest with you. Uh, moving on to what will probably, quote-unquote, steal the show yet again, uh, Adrenaline and myself, Cody Rhodes, and Seth freaking Rollins, who did not go to the Met Gala, surprisingly enough, which I thought was a missed opportunity. Dude, he should have just went with a, with a dress that said Tax to Rich, like AOC did last year. <laughs> no, I just I just want Seth Rollins to come in just whatever gear he was thinking and not even like go to the guy, just dance around the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just go to everybody's interview and laugh and cackle and then run away. <laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna lie, I, I can't even pretend to care about the Met Gala. I didn't even know it was this week. I had no idea. I had no idea until I turned on the Twitter on Monday for Raw. Like why what's the what's the Met Gala? What's it even for? I don't know. What is it? What does it actually do? I, I I honestly don't know. I know the course the correspondence dinner, which is also something that's really stupid, happened it's full this of week. Press, yeah, but at least I can say Trevor Noah was funny, which is the first. I love Trevor. I think Trevor Noah was hysterical. That's the topic for the post show. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um. But back to back to Cody and stuff. I do like how this is going. Seth's being Seth and talking about Dusty a lot, and Cody's being Cody, and because like they fit, they work well together. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat their match at Mania though, because their match at Mania was fan fucking tastic. Mm. You know, and I don't think besides Bianca and Becca, there was not a better match on that card for both nights than than Seth and Cody. But my thing is you want to get like, so here's the thing. I just, like you said, the summer's coming up. So we have WrestleMania backlash right now, early May. Uh, within a month or two, money in the bank's happening. Mm-hmm. And then you have SummerSlam at the end of July. So either this feud is continuing up until money in the bank or this is the or this is ending right now. And um. I, I think it ends because I think Cody goes too well. It's like Seth, how can you, how can you like say you need another match when you lost two in a row and you had time to prepare, which was your previous excuse. 
Yeah, I think I think Cody does go two and zero as well because this Cody train is this Cody's on fire right now. Running hot. He does make Raw appointment TV. Yeah, I didn't watch Raw this week, but I heard good things, and I'm probably gonna watch it probably tomorrow. Oh yeah, Seth took a Seth took a Seth took a good shot at uh at Cody with he mentioned Dusty. Did Triple H and and Shane come out? Did I just imagine that? You just imagined that. Okay, because I saw Finn Balor <laughs> two sweeting Triple H and Shane McMahon. On, I looked like it happened on Raw, but I don't know. If I had... No, no, no. We'll get to, we'll get to that. Uh, okay. There was a two sweet that happened with Finn Balor, but it was not to Shane. With AJ. Tri- is with AJ, yes. Okay, because I was like, why is Triple H and Shane on like on this GIF I'm seeing on Rich Report? I thought it was like what happened on Raw. So nah, somebody, I'm glad that was, didn't happen. So not only on Monday was it Met Gala Day, it was also Bullet Club anniversary. Uh, you have a faction that was cool that no one cares about anymore because the elite ruined it. I think yeah, people don't care as much. I mean, they're gonna pretend they care. There's gonna be a big group of people who pretend to care, but they don't care. Yeah, I I, I do not care about Bullet Club anymore. I never cared about Bullet Club because I just You're never, not that happy of a mark. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Bullet Club was hasn't been relevant since AEW was founded. No, since before that even. Like since I guess Hangman or Kenny left the Bullet Club or whatever. I don't even know. When they when they left the fun AEW. Yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they all left, because that that's exactly what happened. Pretty much since before the first all in. Yeah. Things wouldn't happen. They haven't they haven't been relevant. It's 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 a shame. Because a bullet club is like is like a, a factions in wrestling of of especially my time in wrestling, there is the NWO, there's DX, and there's fucking Renegade Bullet Club. Yeah, then there's Aces and Eights. And Undisputed <laughs> Era. So, and I'll, I'll also add Undisputed Era because, God damn it, they had a fantastic run. And the Horsemen. Yeah, like, you know, if you, <laughs> if you, if you got to name top ten, like, factions, even top five, mm-hmm. um, Bullet Club's definitely in there. Yeah. Absolutely, and because I think it's because the Bullet Club stayed by specific rules for such a long time. That and it, it just it went it went cross promotional. Yes, for, that's what made for them so, so big. long. And one of those promotions wasn't WWE, and it worked on all promotions. It worked on all promotions, and it brought in it did the job what wrestling's supposed to do. It brought in casual people. Mm-hmm. Even, casual if people even, if, even if they never watched, people who bought Bullet Club merch have never, never watched, watched wrestling. Club. It's one of the most. It's one of the highest selling shirts of all time in yeah. wrestling history. Which is crazy. The America. It makes sense though. Americans love bullets and clubs. And clubs. Yeah, yeah. Put them together. Bullet clubs started. Which was started by someone in the UK. <laughs> so I love. I love. Shout out to Finn Balor. Um, but yeah, I think Cody wins this. He moves on, and he moves on to some someone or something. Well, who knows what's going to happen? Let's move uh, on to. Speaking of a Bullet Club member, AJ Styles versus Edge, who is the leader of Judgment Day, and lo and behold, Damian Priest is officially barred from ringside because AJ Styles beat Damian um, at the end of Raw. And then also, once AJ Styles beat Damian, Edge and Damian went to beat up AJ Styles, and that's when Finn Balor came in for the save. And so here's what I think it is, and I think WWE showed their hand. We keep on talking about Rhea Ripley being the third person for Judgment Day, but the story sets itself up for Finn turning on AJ and Finn joining Edge and Priest. 
Oh, they have a demon. Yeah. He just becomes their butch, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, much. Or they just have a new tag team. I think they I think Edge and AJ it's 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 either Edge and it's AJ either AJ and Balor are a tag team or Balor's turning on AJ. Yeah. I could see Balor turning. I think it fits. You gotta give him something to do. Because it's not doing it by Priest can't eat all the L's. <laughs> no, and I think Balor turning is good because one, he can be he can be the Balor that he was in his in his second run in NXT yeah. without having to speak. Well, he's good at speaking. But Edge is a better speaker. Edge is a great speaker. Damien can, well, I mean, can shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, Brock's a good speaker too, but Paul Heyman's better. Brock was never a good speaker until... Brock, like, is, Brock was a decent speaker. Until his last like, run. He shocked <laughs> the world. It's like, oh, Wow. Okay. <laughs> like, remember, remember when he came back in 2012? Like, he cut an awful promo, and allegedly, he came backstage. He's like, I need my Jew! And that's what brought back Paul Heyman. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, apparently, that's that's what really happened. Like, when he came back and, like, lost to Cena, <laughs> he tried to cut a promo, did so bad, he came back to Red Vince, he's like, bring me my Jew. And he meant Paul Heyman. <laughs> I'm not surprised. That that story. I hope it's true. <laughs> it's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. And that's what brought Paul Heyman back to the company. Well, there you go. I'm fine with that. But for this match, I mean, I, I get the backstabbing and all of that stuff, whether it's going to be Balor, whether it's going to be Rhea Ripley eventually joining or what have you. I just want to see them do a match that's not interfered by anybody because the one thing that ruined the the Edge and AJ match of Mania was the fact that Damian Priest randomly showed up. Like this could have been done raw. Yeah, agreed. Like this, you when you have a dream match, don't do Gaga. Yeah. Don't do a dusty finish. Don't do shenanigans. Don't even do a fucking ref bump. Just like, let them fight. When you have a dream match, let's let the marks dream. Yeah. Like, I mean, because AJ can put on Dream Match. I'm like, Cena AJ from SummerSlam? Yeah. Is a is a perfect match. It's like, Rock Hogan's not a, Rock Hogan isn't a good example. Would you do Rock Hogan with, like, a, a the finish like that? No, absolutely not. No, like, would you have, like, Scott Hall come out and, like, he turns on Hulk? No. I mean, it was after the match, but, like, I wouldn't do it during the match. But, yeah, no. Yeah, I wouldn't even do it after the match. You just let the match speak for itself. Let the match speak for, exactly. Let the match speak for itself. And Let it they breathe. did the exact same thing with Shinsuke and AJ. With the uh, with the low blow. Yeah, and they so, they 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 soiled the dream match. They did it twice. Don't mm-hmm. do it a third time. Yeah, I mean, a, like AJ and um, Shinsuke had a bunch of matches after that, but they kept on kicking each other in the nuts. I think they all had Smaz finishes. Yeah, because they, they kept on kicking each other in the nuts. Yeah, it was, it was fucking stupid. Dude. Like, stop kicking each other in the nuts. Just, just have the match. Yeah, just have the match. Exactly. Just just, just have the match. Um, Who comes out of this? Edge. Edge. Uh, again, it's number 2-0. Edge wins. Yeah, Edge is great. Fucking love Edge. Either Edge, either Edge wins because Balor turns on AJ or Edge wins. But Edge wins, which is a shame because I would love to see AJ beat Edge. But it's... So one of those things, Edge wins, you gotta push this new faction. So an AJ can take a loss because AJ's forever over and you're never gonna stop AJ's house. Yep. 
So, uh, moving on to Omos and Bobby. Who gives a shit? Not an arm wrestling match. (laughs) Who gives a shit? (laughs) Um, They gave Bobby his, like, holier than now entrance now. I mean, that's that's, that's fine. He needs needs, needs a better entrance. Well, do you remember? Uh, it's the entrance that they had at the last Saudi show, where he's on like a he's like a little pedestal, and like they shine like a bright light, and it's kind of like these uh, this like choir lights. I like, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's a dope entrance. Dude, his <laughs> entrance just keeps getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Like the music is great, like the lightning's great, like the the visual effects they have, like those those 4K rendering, whatever it is, the 4D rendering is all yeah. great, like. They make this guy look like fucking black G Je- like black Jesus. They took it took them a couple of years. They they figured out how to present Bobby. Yeah, they found it. It, 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 it mm-hmm. just they just give him some time. He's not showing his ass anymore with Leo Rush. <laughs> Bobby, he, Bobby. He's not in a stupid gimmick with his sisters. It's just like oh. finally. Yes, you list like it's Vince has finally fucking listened. Mm-hmm. And it's better for it. I mean, yeah. the, the problem is they're going to get almost over. That's why MVP moves. It's a Hall of Fame run right here. It's a Hall of Fame run for Bobby Lashley. Absolutely, yeah. Two-time champion. He yeah. he won the first WrestleMania in front of in front of crowds after the pandemic. Won the first WrestleMania match in front of crowds after the pandemic. Yep. Yeah, this is Bobby Lashley's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> like, Hands down. Very easily. Yeah, definitely. Very easily. Um, you know, but I I think he I think almost beats him here. Yes. Because, yeah, almost beats him as MVP's in this corner, and MVP's probably one of the most underrated managers in wrestling history. Definitely. I agree with, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And MVP I, is a big reason why Bobby Lashley has been presented so well. Because, again, Bobby's, yes, yes. Bobby's weakness is his speaking. Although, it, you, during his— Bobby's, Bobby has a list, that's why. But his speaking has gotten—as champion, his promos went up tenfold. It did. It did. He, he, did, he said a lot by saying little. Mm-hmm. He kept it simple. Exactly, and it just it it just it works. Everything Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley's done in the past two years it just worked. Yeah, and also and like we said, a lot of that is due to MVP because I think they had MVP was probably running politics for Bobby backstage, probably which which probably helped about a ton because mm-hmm. I don't see Bobby as one to really you know uh, play the politics game backstage with MVP. Sure as fuck is. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, MVP is a great talent. You know, he was he was okay in the ring, but he was always very, very good on the mic, and he has a great mind for the business. Yeah, he's a he's a very, very good mind, and a lot of not a lot of people know. First ever IWGP Intercontinental Champion was MVP. I did not know that. Yeah, he's the first one. So he that which is a which is a crazy accolade to have. His story is crazy too. How he's in jail and all that shit. Oh, you read the Bleacher Report article? I think it was. No, he, the, that's the, I've just heard interviews with him, and his heard his his whole story is nuts. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, it it is a it is it's him a and Austin need to do a broken skull. That would be so much fun. Yeah, I think that'd be really good. Him, <laughs> him and Bubba Ray was really really good. I did not see the him, but I need to watch the him and Bubba Ray one. Bubba had so much fun. I bet he did. Bubba did <laughs> a few times too. Because <laughs> Bubba can so. Uh, let's move along to other stuff going on, and this is probably I think this is the last match on the card. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss also on this card because gotta fill time. 
Yeah. yeah. Somehow. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> you know, um, Corbin's losing again, which is fine by me. Uh, I think Moss is, I see what they see in Moss. He is just kind of needs to get out of this comic gimmick and be a more serious character. Because, mm. like, I see what they see in him, and also not a lot of people give Corbin credit for how talented he is. Like, he can play a smug asshole in anything that's been given to him. Yeah, Corbin's a great talent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just so hateable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Corbin, he, he you know works hard. Corbin's, Corbin's like a shameless. You don't you don't appreciate him until later on. That's a great way of putting it. That is a yeah. <laughs> Sheamus is also not appreciated. Yeah, Sheamus Sheamus not appreciated at all. Corbin's very to, underrated. I, yes, yes, is you think about this man had his finisher get not get kicked out of for almost his entire career, and up nobody until, knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like Michael Cole was like it's the f- I think it's the first I ever kicked out. It's like, is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was it like, was I, the, I was like, I guess it is. <laughs> it's the most protected finisher in, in all of WWE, and he actually went on record saying, "I would have rather had no one kick out of my finisher than to ever win a world title." Damn, that's bold. But there's something to be said about that. There is, but like they <laughs> never promoted that. You know what I mean? That was that, why I was that, so that, out of left yeah. field. They never mm-hmm. promoted that. It's like, it's like some. It's like like not. It's like Sam Roberts is going through history. It's like, hey, did you notice that? Uh, <laughs> been kicked out of Corbin's finisher, and Corbin was like, "Hey, Vince, did you hear that? The nerd said something. Pay, listen, pay attention." <laughs> Vince is like, "Huh? Ah, oh shit! I, he's, Guess he's who's kicking out of mania?" <laughs> <laughs> he's got to come out one of these days and be like, so whose decision was it for to have Drew kick out of the end of days? Probably Corbin's, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're, they're, they're both very good friends in real life. Yeah, Corbin's also a fantastic cook, if you've ever seen any of his videos. I mean, he, he works lo- it up. He loves, he loves, he does love his red meat. Um, yeah, I'm still just very surprised because I think about like, wait, no one sicked out of it? Because like, the I even remember when he put the end of days on Becky Lynch. Like he didn't pin her afterwards. It yeah. became like a mayhem. <laughs> yeah. But Becky never kicked out. Becky was not. I mean, the fuck pin, out. pinfalls have probably been broken up, but no one's actually kicked out. No one's kicked out clean until Drew did it. Which is, and Corbin's been around for a long time. Since like 2013. Yeah. Almost 10 years and no one kicked out of this. That's wild, dude. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty wild. That's, the, I mean, honestly, that's a Hall of Fame. That's a Hall of Fame accolade in and of itself. I, th- I do think Baron Corbin, if he sticks around a few more years, I do think he's probably like a Hall of Famer in like, in like 15, 20 years from now. You know what I think will happen with Corbin? He's going to get that late JBL championship run. Dude, I hope so. Because I honestly think he deserves it. He's going to, they're going to run him around a little for a couple more years. Because he did fuck up his one chance when he got the money in the bank and did his shit backstage. Um, but I think he is going to be rewarded and get that JBL-style kind of run. But he's just hated, and some hot baby face is going to take him out eventually. Yeah, but he's going to run. And Dominic's going to take him out, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's real son. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, 
wait, I don't think we're going to get, I don't think Kane's coming back at this point. But yeah, that's, for, for so right now, that's all we know for WrestleMania Backlash is those six uh, matches. It's going to be this Sunday on Mother's Day of all days. Uh, so watch Wrestling With Your Mom this week. So, Hell know. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Watch Wrestling With Your Mom. Um, I'm honestly not expecting much for this, um, especially if they don't change the main event. So I'm going to go with out of 10 crowns, 10 being the highest, I'm going to go with 6.5, actually. You took the words right out of my mouth, 6.5. I was actually going to go for 7. I was like, let's drop it down another notch. Yeah, I want to be surprised when I watch this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a 6.5 out of 10 imagine. And I, I don't expect much from this pay-per-view. Just put it, put it that way. I do not expect much at all. Um, especially with so much going on. The Yankees have won like 700 wins in a row. They're losing you know, right now, but they've won 11 in a row. It's okay. The NHL playoffs are going on. The NBA playoffs are going on. <coughs> Dude, what is happening in the NBA people. playoffs? What's happening with Draymond right now? Yeah, people, people need to stop talking about Draymond. Um, and they need to, the, the, the NBA reps need to stop harassing Draymond. And that's another topic for when we do the post show. But besides that, there's really nothing else. In the rest of it. We pretty much covered everything. Like I was telling K before K left uh, via the force uh, was that, you know, AEW is kind of in a holding pattern until like their big events. Yeah. So there's never really a comment on there. Um, Although I do love the sports entertainers, Jericho's faction. He made a new faction called the Sports Entertainers. So no, it's the Jericho Appreciation Society, but their gimmick is that they're not wrestlers; they're sports entertainers, and they take out wrestlers. So, like you know, how, like God. you know, how, like in the nineties, like the, the, the signature was the World Wrestling Federation, the primary figure in sports entertainment. Yeah, it's the guy from like um, two point He's like, we are the Jericho Appreciation Society, the primary force of sports entertainers. Wow! And then it's Judas. It's just it's so funny. <laughs> it's it's great because Eddie Eddie Kingston was just like Jericho was just like Jericho cut a promo last week. It was just like we're gonna put a hit on Eddie Kingston. And he's just like, oh, you're gonna put a hit on us? You're gonna put it? You know what that means, Chris? You know what that means, Chris? That means you put us in the ground. And look at me, Chris. Look at me, Chris. We put people in the fucking ground. And I love like, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston has cut a mean, mean promo. Like their their storyline, like it's. It's very enjoyable. Sammy and Scorpio Sky have flip flop in a title, and Sammy Guevara. Scorpio Sky won last week. Yeah, right? he won the one ladder match. Great match, and uh, Scorpio uh, Sammy Guevara is just doing his best edge impression. Um, <laughs> it's pretty great. It's fun. Is he running? Is like, are we talking like early edge where he's running around the crowd and he doesn't say no, anything? No, no, no. Like, like Edge and Lita. Oh, oh, him and Tekatsu. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hangman has COVID, so that's fun. Uh, Dax, he's still out. Which one's yeah? He was still out. Which one's Dawson? Which one's Dash? Had a phenomenal match. The the, the Owen Hart qualifier. Correct? Yeah, that was a great match. Punk on commentary is also great. Uh, I like what they're doing with Wheeler Yuta. He's super over. Like I like that Brian and uh, Moxley are, you know, they're they're main event stars, but they're they're on TV in a creative way to get over this Wheeler Yuta kid with um with William Regal. I think it's What's really the name well of that club again? It's something it's combat like a, club? It's a, like... BCC or something like that? BCC, British... Combat club? Combat club or something like that. 
I love the name. Like, I think the name's fantastic. Like, it, it just, it works. It all works. Mm-hmm. So AEW's doing some really good stuff. House of Black stuff I just couldn't pretend to care about. <laughs> um, the Undisputed Era's there. They're with the Young Bucks. They're just there. Christian's getting ready to turn on Jungle Boy. Undisputed like, Elite, correct? Undisputed Elite, yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of good things are happening in AEW right now. It's exciting. It's very exciting. They're just in the holding cell until they get their uh, their their big pay per view. Yeah, which we'll potentially have a viewing party for here or not. Yes. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Uh, so yeah, K Murphy, do you have anything? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that was that was a lot. Yeah, that must that must <laughs> been that's been, that's been off when your ears, people. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely apologize for that. Uh, so that being said, if maybe came here will show up on the post show, who the fuck knows? Uh, but if not, let's keep that music and get out of it. It's a short show this week, folks. So, and besides, I have the season finale of Moon Moon Night to watch as well. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to episode 291 of the Kings of the Rings podcast. The Yeah, podcast, Stardust Wars. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Kings of the Rings podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter at K-O-T-R underscore podcast. On YouTube, on on Twitch, and on Discord as well. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us some five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. And you subscribe and listen to us each and every week by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, our network uh, location. And you can follow Wrestle Addict Radio's Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. The links to all of our stuff, including some of our exclusive merchandise, is in the description below wherever you are listening or watching this, obviously. Uh, for K. Murphy, K. Murphy has been struck down by the force, so, uh, you know, T-H-E-K-A-E Murphy at uh, whatever case stuff is. Um, yeah, Will, Tarashuk, take it away. Jason Thomas, A-R-A-S-H, United Kingdom champion, that is me, Will Tarashuk, baby, ladies and gentlemen. You know where to find all my stuff by now, but my new podcast, Talking with Tarashuk, where I speak to people, anyone I find interesting, including Kay Murphy, who was a guest on that podcast, Mr. Fretz, who was also a guest on that podcast. If you want to be a guest on that podcast, you know where to find me, at Will Tarashuk. Also, we will be live every Monday. Ooh. Soon, very soon. We just got to kind of figure out a few different things, figure out some remote guests. Where the, po- the point is, we just ask random questions and let chaos ensue for as long as I want to go. We can go one hour, two hours, three hours until I fall asleep on air. I don't know. We'll see. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Ricky, you're going you like to like you that one. You should fall asleep on air. You should post it on that. That'd be great. Um, I should probably put it on since I work from home and stuff too. So when we come back next week, folks, hopefully Kay has fixed their internet. Uh, hopefully WrestleMania Backlash has surprised us and hopefully we'll have something more significant to talk about AEW or anything else going on in the world of wrestling. But before the night ends, obviously, may the fourth be with you. Watch out for Revenge of the Sex. Be safe on Cinco de Mayo. Go Yankees. And, uh, oh yeah, fuck you, Slack. Goodbye. Good night. We'll see you next week. Good night.